Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. ready and three two one and what's up everybody welcome back to the iron society podcast this is episode two episode for those of you spanish speakers dos dos i don't know any of the languages i can throw up two in sign language though that's for sure Toi. that's french right very good you frenchman we we uh anyways yeah i'm cody this is nick yeah, that's Nick. Nick's going to talk louder, for sure, into his microphone. Indeed I am. There we go. Uh, and then also, sitting off to the side, if you have been following along on the YouTube channel, you're over there at my YouTube channel, which if you're not, I mean, come on, do yourself a solid, go subscribe. Seriously. Uh, plus, I'm trying to get 200 subscribers, so it, this is a real thing. But Mikey D is here. Mikey D, the guy who, by the way, Mike... Myself and my wife both recognized that when the, when the camera gets put on you, when we're making it, at almost every time you do this little head nod wink thing, you like kind of like, it's kind of like a, hey, often, yeah, you know what you know what I'm talking about. So do you want to say hi to everybody real quick? Good afternoon, folks. It's Mikey D. So we only have two microphones, and so I just swung that over to Mike. So if he's going to say anything... In full transparency, we're using a, our church offices to record this, and he was practicing drums and was kind enough to not practice while we do this. So not only is this going to be an expedient podcast, it's going to be chock full of some conversation that you're probably not having. Maybe some value added from Mikey D. Maybe with maybe some value added from Mikey D. Uh, but today we're going to talk about probably the most used and, dare I say, abused mm-hmm. phrase in men's ministry and among men at churches. Give them three seconds to guess it. They don't even need three seconds because they can already know it's iron sharpening iron. So, oh, yeah, baby. Feels right? so good. We're out eating tacos or ribs. Iron sharpening iron. We're out throwing axes. Iron sharpening, right? It's just... Whenever Christian men get together, everyone's like, it's iron sharpening iron. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, I've always had a problem with this saying. Yep. Because I feel like it's so abused. Because growing up as a young teenager and a young man, I would see guys get together and around a, you know, a bonfire or go, go in and doing something. And there's like, everything is iron sharpening iron. With no evidence of such. No evidence at all. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Um, so it's just, it, it, it just always bugged me. And so that's what we're going to talk about today yep. is iron sharpening iron. Um, so first of all, one of the things I wanted to bring up was what is sharpening? Like if sure. we were to like kind of define and put a finer tip on what, what activities or what does it look like when a Christian man is actually being sharpened by a brother? What's it in your Nick, in your opinion, what are some of those things look like? Oddly enough, you kind of touched on it. Put a finer tip on something, right? Uh, hey Be the tip of the spear, right? That's, that's what it should be, yeah. right? You should be leading the charge. Uh, 
in in an actual sense, you're sharpening something so you can do something more effectively. Yes. Right? You yep. should be leading more effectively. You should be loving more effectively. Whatever it is you are tasked to do, you should find ways to do it more effectively. How do you go about that? Yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, right, if we're talking about sharpening, we have to go back to knives, swords, all of that stuff, right? Like blacksmith, which we had a conversation about being that this is the Iron Society. We're talking about iron sharpening iron. I'm thinking about buying like a home forge. Oh, definitely. Right. To start making knives with my kids. Because I think the lessons and analogies that can come out of actually doing the dang thing. Absolutely. And calling myself blacksmith Chapman. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Like, (laughs) that'd be rad. Yes. But a knife is made for a purpose. Yes. Right? And it is sharpened for that specific purpose. And then after it's doing its purpose, it has to go do what? Get resharpened. Get resharpened because every knife loses its edge. Yes. And I would I would say that every Christian man, if he is not being sharpened, ah, let me go back a step. Every man is going to lose his edge. Definitely. Period. Christian Daily. or not, whatever, you will lose your edge. Yes. The, the, the thing I want to propose is that I think some Christian men, nay, a lot of Christian men, don't even have an edge to start with. They, they have the raw materials, yes. perhaps, right? But they haven't even been forged yet. Yes, and that's where I, I, I'm going to read it off my phone. And this is the first time you're hearing this, because I, I wanted you to hear it with fresh ears. But I went and looked up, like, what is the actual process of sharpening a knife? Okay. And there was no website for blacksmiths that would just go like, oh, here's how you sharpen a knife. It's like, here's how a knife is made in order so that it can be sharpened. Sure. Right? So first of all, there's all kinds of tools and materials, which I thought was cool. That was the first thing listed. Hammer, anvil, tongs, vice, chisels, punches. Punches was a good one. Oh, yeah. Drifts, forge, high carbon or Damascus steel, sandpaper, magnet, and quenching oil and metal storage container. So... For a knife to even be made into its shape, there are tools. Mm-hmm. And I think that in and of itself is something we, we could get into talking. But then mm-hmm. as we go and look into, it says how to forge a knife in nine steps. Okay. There's nine steps. Guess what the last one is? Sharpening. Sharpening. Will it hold an edge? Right. Uh, with all the work you just went through with the other eight steps... The defining moment is, will it hold an edge? Yes, because be I useful. do know that I've watched enough reality TV of those guys yep. that make swords yep. to know that a blacksmith can go through developing the raw materials and get to the very end. And because it wasn't tempered right, mm-hmm. something was ro- done wrong in mm-hmm. the process. He goes to sharpen it or, or at the very end, quench it. And he's like, crap, it's not laminated correctly. Yep. It all falls apart. There's a crack. It's warped. Right. He goes to use it afterwards and the thing just shatters. Yep. yep. And so what a lot of Christian men do, their life falls apart yep. and they're like, oh, I need to get sharper. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to go back. You got to go back over. and forge, bro. Yep. Like you got to go back and actually get your raw materials made properly. So sharpening is the last step. Here's, here's the process of even getting it there. First, you're going to heat to about 2200 degrees Fahrenheit. Sure. That's hot. That's super hot. That's hot. That changes the molecular structure, I do believe, of the material, right? It absolutely does, right? So, so you've, you haven't even begun to be put under pressure yet, and yet you're already changing. 100%. Hmm. And, I would, and I, would, I would dare say that when a man comes to Jesus, that is what's happening right there. Mm. That is when he's... Because, right, you got to think about Scripture. 
anyone who comes to Christ is a new creation, yep. molecular change, just, yep. like the, just like the metal, right? So I think when a man comes to Jesus, he gets stuck in that 2200 degrees Fahrenheit spiritually. Sure. Right? That's the beginning of the process. So if you are a believer and you're, you're a man and you're like, where am I in the process? If you're saved, just know you're already in the process. Yep. You're in it. Step one. Step one, check. check right? Step two. Determine the mass distribution. This is essentially the mass distribution is where they put it on the anvil and start beating the crap out of it to start getting its weight shaping properly, it. shaping it, right? It's sure. being shaped. Next is flattening the blade, okay? So step two and three are beating the ever-living crap out of this piece of raw material. Applying pressure, Apply right? Repeatedly. Over and over. In an aggressive manner. Yeah, without fail. A blacksmith is not going to do this process gently no right and this is where partially i think some men don't get forged the way they need to because i love pastors but there's a lot of soft preaching sure so and 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 we won't we don't need to go into this that or the other thing but i just think some pastors don't preach hard enough to the men ultimately the truth is painful sometimes it should be right yeah i mean my old pastor used to say my well actually this is the pastor I i grew up with he said the truth will either set you free or make you mad yeah and i'm like Ain't, won't that preach? Bible's offensive. Right? Yeah. So flatten the blade. Step four, you heat it again and then cool it down. Then you start to sand it. Then strengthen and sharpen the knife. So you're going to put it into some oil. Uh, and after that, you're going to heat it again. Mm. And then you create the handle. And then at the very, very, very last step, you sharpen it. Sure. So there is an entire process of heating, cooling, beating the crap out of it, heating it more, cooling it more, beating the crap out of it, heating it, You're oiling probably it. testing along the line somewhere there, right? A hundred percent. You're put, running a file across it to make sure it's going to hold an edge. Yeah. So you're not wasting your time. That'll cause you to need to either requench or possibly start over, right? Yep. You got to start with the right material in the first place. Yep. Right? The, what was it, Damascus steel or a, or a high, yeah, I don't, I don't high carbonate, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And this is where, again, if you're a Christian man, and you're like, do I have what it takes? Yes. Absolutely. Scripture says you have everything pertaining to life and godliness. Yep. That tells me you have everything you need to be forged into the man God has called you to be. Not to mention the Holy Spirit. Come on. Right? I mean, yeah. too easy at that point. Common Should refer- be. Common referred to as the fire of God. There you go. Hello. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Is God a blacksmith? I would say so. I mean, at the end of the day, if the Holy Spirit is referred to as the fire of God, that is that fire that is changing your molecular structure because you now have that inside of you. Well, and also, the Holy Spirit is also referred like pneuma, air in scripture, mm. right? And fire gets only, can it, need, it needs fuel, fuel and oxygen to get hotter. Okay, well, yep. this is a tangent. Yep. It's a tangent. Yep. But okay, so we're talking about getting sharpened. So sharpening is the last stage. I want to propose that some men think they are ready to be sharpened. Mm. And I would say, I love that idea, but I don't, even think, I don't even think you've been forged into or forged to the place where we can sharpen you yet. Right. And so it would be like taking the blade halfway through the process of being forged and trying to sharpen it. No blacksmith in his right mind would do that. It'd be the stupidest. Like other blacksmiths would look at him and be like, what are you 
doing? Yeah, you take your chunk of metal that's probably started out either square, rectangle, or circle, or whatever it started out of. I've seen guys make it out of freaking horseshoes and whatnot, right? Like, yeah. You take it, and it's, you sure, you heated it up and beat on a little bit, but it's nothing, nowhere close to being uh, ready for sharpening, and, and you go and try and put a, a sharp edge on it. It's not going to be sharp. It's going to be this oddly, you know, it's going to look more like a the butt end of a butter knife, yeah. let alone the a butter knife. Yeah. So, And in my mind, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, because, again, we literally just pressed record, and we're like, we're going to have a conversation yeah. about it. Okay? So in my mind, the process of forging, obviously, is to get you to the place where you can be sharpened. Mm-hmm. Right? But the process of forging is repeated attempts purposefully to change your shape and structure. There you go. Both molecularly to the, to the metal yep. and getting it more into the shape of the final result. So physically. Physically. Right. Yes. Sure. And this is where I would say shape and structure. Let's just work with those two ideas for okay. a minute. Okay. Shape and structure. So even with our philosophy in the Iron Society, right, we, we talk about identity first. Mm-hmm. Then that moves into spiritual and then physical fitness at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then that right there is kind of temple, you know, your temple, yep. right? Like who you are, your body, your mind, and your spirit. Yep. Forge that man mm-hmm. and then start to release him and sharpen him into his marriage and family. Sure. Right? But shape and structure. So I would say this. Before you want to get to a point where you just want to be sharpened, I would say maybe the shape and structure of your life needs to look different. Right. And this is where I had this quote in my head the other day because some guys come into the Iron Society and they want to bring the Iron Society into their life as an accessory. Mm. Like, I want to keep my life looking as close to as what it was looking like as possible and add the Iron Society in. Right. And I had this thing pop in my head the other day because I was having a conversation with the guy about this. And I said, in the Iron Society, we are not trying to fit into your lifestyle. We're trying to destroy it. Yeah. Because if your previous lifestyle was actually working, your morning routine, your fitness routine, your, your spiritual routine, how you were being a husband, how you were being a father, how you're being a leader, if that was actually freaking working, we would have never had a conversation in the first place and you would have never joined. Yep. So why in the world are you trying to hold on to this old life? Very, very parallel to when we come to Christ, right? So the shape and structure of your routines, of your habits, of your thoughts, of everything, if you're not willing to let that shape and structure change, I would say you're not positioning yourself to be sharpened. Absolutely. I think you've got to be willing, humble enough to, A, admit that you need reshaped, ultimately, right? That, that you have the wherewithal to recognize that you need it, yeah. Right? Is, is, is one step, which is kind of getting into contact with the Iron Society. Which is, dude, can we just say it's huge? Thing? It's so scary. Can we oh, just call it scary for absolutely, what it is? Absolutely. It's scary, dude. You're about to get pounded on. Y- yes. Right? I mean, ultimately, yes. it, it, sticking with our analogy, you're about to be reshaped. Yeah. And you you're don't saying, know what that looks like because you've never done it. Hey, bro, I'd like you to put me into the freaking furnace. Yeah. Please, here I am. Throw me in the fire. And then beat the crap out of me, yeah. right? Now, like we've said, we, 
the Iron Society is not a military organization, right? We're not a paramilitary organization, any of that. It's so, not a tear you down to build you up type of, type yeah, of thing. However, is, we are interested in addressing your identity issue. Well, and all the other issues as well, yes. right? But for a guy to say that, that's scary. And so I want to tell anyone listening, if you're interested in the Iron Society, one, like good on you. And two, just know it's not all cupcakes and butterflies. Yep. Like we challenge people like Mikey D. Yesterday, we had a conversation. He's like, I want to, I want to start to grow in leadership, even in the Iron Society. And Mikey D., what did I tell you? I actually forgot. What did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> edit. All right. no, I'm not going to edit that. I'm not going to edit that at all because that's, man, I don't know how many men do that with their wives, right? Like, you told me what? Ouch. Ouch. I'm sharpening you. Lead well. I told him to lead well. I was like, hey, did you actually forget or did you like, were you just saying that because you want me to talk because you didn't want to talk? He's just shaking his head. Okay. <laughs> so what I told him was, I said, hey, you just need to step up and in all the different areas of what it would look like to be a man in the Iron Society, set the standard, be the example and be the standard, right? And there's so many guys that, want to come into the iron society and just want to kind of be on the outside, you know, look at what things are about and not let themselves be put in the fire. And we were talking about that at the gym the other day. A lot of guys flirt with the fire. I was just going to say, you ever seen that show where they're building knives and swords and stuff and a guy doesn't fully heat the metal correctly. Mm. Doesn't, he doesn't get it up to temp. What happens? I've, I've never they, seen it. The, the, the blade, uh, especially when it's multiple metals coming together, the, it doesn't. They don't adhere together, right? They the, they delaminate. They come apart. So if you're not willing to go through the full process of getting fully heated up to that, would you say two two thousand like twenty two hundred degrees? Twenty two hundred degrees. It's you might as well not do it because it, it's you're you're pretty much worthless at that point. Yeah. Right. Well, and we've seen guys come into the Iron Society, and it's like, hey, this onboarding takes you twenty five minutes. Get the onboarding done, and it takes them weeks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I wonder why we're not hearing about any progress or victory in this guy's life. Bro, you haven't even, like, you, you got close to the fire and you're like, oh, it's too hot, right? Yeah. And, and not that people are actually saying that, but I can see that with what you're actually doing, right? Or it's, oh, I'm only, only going to adopt some of the things you're recommending that I do. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, listen, please, like, I love you. And I'm not trying to say that I have, I have figured everything out. But we have seen guys come in, like one of the members came in on the brink of divorce, not living with his family, wife was not happy with him, wasn't able to live in his home because of how he had been living. Homeboy came in, accomplished all of his onboarding in the first 12 hours, did a three-week course in 72 hours, yep. jumped in with every single aspect the way that we told him to. Not that we're being militant with telling you, we're just saying... Here's the framework. Yep. Here's the roadmap and plan. Follow the plan and you will win. Mm -hmm. Don't follow the plan. Don't know what will happen to you, but you're definitely not going to win. Mm -hmm. Right? Within one month of joining, his wife looks at him and says, you are not the same man you were. You need to come back into our home and start leading our family as the man that you are now. We need this leader in our home. That's the goal. 
that's the goal, right? Is to basically kill the old man, as we as we joke about. Yes, right? not not not, not kill literally them. killing old not elderly killing, people, not killing old guys, but killing your old but, self. Yeah, exactly, rooting yourself in the new identity that you establish. Right yes. now, first and foremost, it's in Christ, hundred percent. But then you get to walk through a process that identifies exactly who you are, who you're going to choose to show up as, who you say you are, right? Yep. And and then that's the beauty of it. We get to hold you to that. It's yes. nothing that we say. It's yep. what you are saying yeah. who you are. Or even like another guy, right? Starts leading his family, starts actually leading in the finances, makes his wife break out in tears because, oh my gosh, my husband's finally leading. And I get a message from the guy's wife. Yep. Saying and the line in it that got me hard, mm. like hit me in my jibbers. Don't know what jibbers are. <laughs> hit me in my, hit me in my gut is it was when she said she was like thank you said some other things and said sure. our family finally has a leader. Yep. And I was like, right there, that's it because that was another guy came in, adopted the process, adopted the framework, the the guide, the principles, and got after it. Yeah. And he allowed he allowed himself to be heated up. His shape and structure changed, and then we, we've been sharpening him ever since, and he has been doing work. And the beauty of that particular case, even, is that he's seeing where he's fallen short, and instead of making excuses... Owns it. He just owns it. Oh, bro. Right? Owns it. I'm going to do better. There, there's no excuse. We're doing this. Oh, come on now. You have to own your edge. There you go. If it's dull... Or if it's sharp, yep. you have to own it. Because if it is sharp, you still have to own keeping it sharp. And if it's dull, you got to own it that you have not been positioning yourself in a place to be sharpened. You have to own your edge. Yeah. I knew a logger friend of mine, a few years older than me, great guy. I grew up in a logging family. And back in the day, they used to cut all that stuff down with axes, right? And you still use an axe fair amount, you know, out in the woods. Long story short... He talked about how back in the day, there was this old guy that would go and he'd cut a tree down. And every time he finished cutting a tree down, he'd take out a stone and he'd sharpen his blade real quick. Mm. Then he'd go to the next one, so on and so forth. Lunch break comes around. The younger guys are watching him and seeing how many more trees he's cut down than they have. Mm -hmm. And because they're not stopping to sharpen their axe, they're just continuing on to the next tree thinking that that's faster right and he's stopping takes a few minutes resharpens his blade and then gets back after it and yet he gets to the tree faster yeah. with less effort and and is far more efficient with every stroke that he takes yeah i thought that was kind of interesting to 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 come back and get resharpened and i think that's what we find in community right now oh yeah but like you say, you've got to first forge that weapon. Yes. Right? You've got to forge yourself into the identity that you need to be to be successful yep. to begin with. 100%. I think a lot of guys are butter knives. Yeah, you can't go. And they're expecting to be used in the hands of a samurai. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's a joke, dude. Yeah. Like, you can't. No, no, no. But they don't see themselves as butter knives. They think they're that katana or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's. Which. And, and, and this is where somebody could look at guys like us or the Iron Society and be like, how dare you? How dare you call someone a butter knife? <laughs> right? I'm like, well, first of all. That's kind, like, actually. Yeah. Well, and, and like, here's the deal. I'd call him a spoon. Here's the deal. It's like, <laughs> Big dude, spoon, little spoon. I don't know. Sorry. Here's the deal. It's like, 
somebody at some point has just got to call the elephant out in the room. Yeah. Like divorce rates among Christians are relatively the same that of non-Christians. Addiction rates among Christians are relatively that the same of non-Christians, right? You look at all these stats among saved and unsaved, churched and unchurched with the men. The stats are barely recognizable to be different. Well, and where culture's headed, it's only going to get worse. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I'm like, people always want to talk about culture. I'm like, I don't care about culture because first of all, as believers, we don't follow culture anyway. We're supposed Shouldn't. to set culture. exactly. And so when people are like, oh, the world's doing this, the world's doing that. I'm like, I don't care. Show me the men who say they follow Jesus and let's do something about them. Absolutely. I'm, I am most likely in my position. I will not affect culture like that. However, with the Iron Society, for example, it's the reason we started it. Where the men go, the church go. And I believe if we see a revival and an uprising of butter knives to katanas, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. that is how culture has changed. Yep. Because you change a man, you change a marriage, you change a marriage, you change a family, you change a family, you change a city, right? And that is how culture starts to be changed and affected. But somebody has got to have the balls to say to men, Bro, you're a butter knife. And I think that's good because honestly, I think that's being generous because I think a lot of times they haven't even been formed into a butter knife yet. Sometimes. Right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's just they just didn't have examples in their lives around them to understand what it took to become a man. I mean, you got a lot of boys who can shave. Yeah. But well, you don't have a lot of men at times. And, and here's how you can know if you're a butter knife. If you're trying to operate in contexts and achieve things that a katana should be used in, and you keep failing over and over and over again. Sure. Perhaps you're bringing the wrong weapon to the battle you're in, and the weapon is you, right? If you keep failing over and over and over and over and over and over again, that is one of the greatest indicators that you have not been forged properly. Well, that starts to knock down your own confidence, right? Yeah. You're going out to battle and you keep losing. So you're going to come back defeated. You're going to retreat and go, you know, into pity party mode or, or what have you potentially. And how many Christian guys do that oh, all the time? Their whole lives are, and I call it, <laughs> I was talking with a, uh, with a guy the other day. I, I call it the penis and the paycheck. <laughs> Seriously. The, Christian men. <laughs> put that on a shirt. <laughs> right. Right. But listen. Hear me out here. Oh, man. Besides the humor of the statement. I was not expecting that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> me either when I said it to the guy. That it just came out out of nowhere. But listen, hear me out here for a sec. Christian men have reduced themselves to being the penis and the paycheck in their home. They're the paycheck because, gosh dang it, they go to work and work hard. And good on you for doing that. Scripture Absolutely. says you should. I look at even Christian men that are not, you know, what I would call super sharp. They're, they're freaking hard workers, dude. Yeah. They hey, go to work and they provide for their freaking family. The butter needs spread. The butter does need <laughs> spread, right? Yes. But like, I, I look at guys, and they might not be where they want to be, but gosh dang it, they're doing every freaking thing they can to provide for their family. Sure. Right? And I'm like, good on you, dude. Yeah. High five, keep going. Yeah. Right? So they're being the paycheck. And then other than that, they're the penis. It's, I need to please my wife sexually, 
because it's hard for me to do that emotionally because I haven't developed that part of me yet, or mm. I, you know, I'm disconnected in that way. Mm. So I'm, at least I'll try and please her physically mm-hmm. and reproduce and make more kids for my family so that I can grow this Christian home of mine. Mm. They have reduced themselves to the penis and the paycheck. <laughs> that is what it is. Seriously, oh, think about that's it. That's good. No, right? That's- How much of men's lives have been reduced just down to the penis and the paycheck when we are called to be prophets, priests, and kings? Yep. Right? Like, those are two separate worlds. And you can see it on guys' faces when they freaking walk in the doors of churches. Mm. You can see it. Oh, yeah. They they got their Sunday best on. They're smiling. But you... at least I can, I can look through a dude's eyes. And I don't know if it's the discernment of the Holy spirit or that I've just seen it for years. I can look in their eyes and be like, you are so hurting Mm -hmm. and you have no idea where you're supposed to go. You, you want to be the leader of your home, but you have no idea how to do it. And so what do you do? You just go, you go and do very noble things that are the baseline. You be the penis in the paycheck. You please your wife, you make more kids, you make some money. Sure. Right. And it's like, bro, you, you have the raw materials to be so much more than that. Yep. But you have to be willing to put yourself in the friggin' fire. End of story. I like it. Right. And, and that is what we do in the Iron Society. And we're still building this bike as we're riding it. Right. We're seeing tremendous fruit. It's growing. It's awesome. But that is one of the things that we're trying to figure out right now. How do we get better at it? When, when guys first joined the Iron Society in the first 30 days, how do we crank this mug up to 2,200 degrees and just forge this dude so that after that, he has changed his shape and structure, and it's like from there, he can start to go to battle and do the work his, he was created to do and be crazy sharp. Would you call it maybe purposeful pressure, right, that we're applying, giving them not just a to-do list, but some framework to function from and, and holding them to it, right? Yeah. Giving them the tools that they need to shape themselves, right? To begin to flush out what their identity is and then be able to help them work out of that new identity, a process that allows them to then sharpen themselves. Yeah. And then hopefully to a point where they're sharpening one another. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, because... At some point, you have to turn into, you have to go from raw material to butter knife to samurai sword to eventually graduating and changing so much that you are now the blacksmith sure. that is helping forge other men. Yeah. Whether that's your own family, your yeah. own sons, or the brothers around you, the men's ministry to church, right? Like you should be leading the way. Again, tip of the spear. Yep. 100%. So, I, I mean, I think, I think we've covered everything I wanted to cover on this episode. Yeah. At least that was in my head and heart. And so um, if you've made it all the way through to this, high five to you, um, making it through the penis and the paycheck joke. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a joke. It's literally something I said there day. And because I'm like, this is literally what I see, right? Um, but hey, listen, if you are in a place where you know that you need to be forged um, or you need to get sharper or sharp end. You're like, you know what? I have been forged. I've been through, I've been through the fire. Yeah, we're all at different right? stages. We're all at different stages. No matter where you're at, um, you're going to be able to come into the iron society and we're still going to put you in the fire. We're still going to change your shape and structure. Um, but if you want to become all that man, all that God has created you to be as a man, husband, father, leader, disciple of Jesus, the iron society is for you. End of story. Full stop. Um, so, 
you know, you can email us, you can contact us on Instagram, you can just get a hold of us however you freaking need to. Um, go to ironsociety.co, you'll be able to sign up there. Uh, I want to see, in my head, I see millions of men going through what the Iron Society will be, and I see it absolutely changing the landscape of men in the church. Um, and I feel kind of stupid saying that as we're sitting in this office that we're borrowing from our church, you know, and whatnot. But I'm like, I so know, because no one's doing this right now. No one's doing it. Yep. And someone needs to. So, but if you need, if you need this, we're here for you. And we, we will lovingly put a lot of heat and pressure on you and make you sharper and forge you. Truth with grace. hundred percent. Yeah. So anyways. Thanks for sticking with us. Mikey D, thanks for all your input today as he's sitting over there just grinning at me. <laughs> Gosh, what a guy. But anyways, with that said, guys, we will talk to you next week. See you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as... Hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.